The leak. The one issue the Democrats will never give up on is legalized abortion. They will spend money into oblivion, they will try to destroy anyone who gets in the way and now they will threaten justices to protect abortion. They can talk all day long with their fake insurrection narrative and totally look the other way when the Supreme Court justices are actually threatened. The Democrats in Congress have also been threatening to pack the courts. Nothing matters as much to the Democrats as keeping abortion legal and unrestricted. You think they're adamant about climate change? It has nothing on their position re-abortion. They even have the hubris to use taxpayer money to fund the largest provider of abortion services, Planned Parenthood. If you're Catholic or follow politics at all you might recall Mother Teresa's words at the National Prayer Breakfast as she addressed the crowd. She spoke about abortion in the United States. The Clintons and other officials were present. It was February 3, 1994. In this excerpt she admonishes the United States for permitting and promoting abortion. Greater than by abortion, the mother does not learn to love, but kills even her own child to solve her problems. Greater than. Greater than and, by abortion, the father is told that he does not have to take any responsibility at all for the child he has brought into the world. That father is likely to put other women into the same trouble. So abortion just leads to more abortion. Greater than. Greater than any country that accepts abortion is not teaching its people to love, but to use any violence to get what they want. This is why the greatest destroyer of love and peace is abortion. Greater than. Greater than source, https colon slash slash www.priestsforlife.org slash library slash 4386 whatsoever you do. The left was prepared to raise hell the second the decision came down from the Supreme Court. Imho the leak from the court was intentional. It was meant to give the left a warning. They didn't bother to see what the decision actually involved. It really didn't change much. All it did was send the question re-abortion back to the states where it should have been in the first place, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg held the PAVA view the decision of Roe v. Wade produced a terrible law. Greater than Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, Associate Justice Samuel Alito wrote in the draft obtained by Politico. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. The one thing I've always noticed in the left's argument for legalized abortion is the lack of choice when they claim it's all about choice. It's abortion or else. They never mention adoption of course they never mention life either. Why not promote adoption? It's a choice. It's a compassionate choice. There are so many people out there that would give anything to adopt a child or children but nobody in the pro-abortion movement speaks to the choice of adoption. For that matter, they oppose women being able to see a sonogram of their baby. You would think if they want women to have a choice they would want that to be an informed choice not a rush to get rid of a problem. I personally think most women are pressured into abortion by an irresponsible partner and in some instances family as much as they are a culture. If the other side truly is pro-choice why are they targeting pregnancy help centers for women who choose to either keep their babies or put them up for adoption? I personally believe Planned Parenthood is behind a revolving door agenda. In other words, they are supportive of behaviors that lead to unplanned pregnancies. Choices have consequences. There are circumstances that nobody asks for that can lead to pregnancy. It's obvious that women can be the victims of rape and incest. The recent case of a 10-year-old girl being raped and becoming pregnant made headlines. At first I thought it was a hoax. The details were sketchy. Later, it became apparent that the situation was real. Nobody was forcing the girl to have the baby. Nobody should have been forcing the girl to have an abortion either. 
the rape was traumatizing enough did anyone consider her being traumatized twice? First the rape and then the abortion. The situation was horrible but she should never have been made the poster child for abortion either. There were two innocent victims here and one of them was given the death penalty for the crime someone else committed. We all feel for this little girl. Nobody in their right mind would think her situation was anything but cruel and tragic. Here are some stats on abortion in the United States from the Pew Research Center which is associated with Planned Parenthood. I deliberately used their stats so no one could claim the stats are biased, if anything they would be biased to favor abortion. The Guttmacher Institute reported more than 1.5 million abortions in the U.S. in 1991, about two-thirds more than the 930,160 it reported for 2020. The CDC reported just over 1 million abortions in 1991 and 629,898 in 2019, looking at just the District of Columbia and the 47 states that reported figures in both years. This line graph shows the long-term trend in the number of legal abortions reported by both organizations. To allow for consistent comparisons over time, the CDC figures in the chart have been adjusted to ensure that the same states are counted from one year to the next. Using that approach, the CDC figure for 2019 is 625,346 legal abortions. There have been occasional breaks in this long-term pattern of decline, during the middle of the first decade of the 2000s, and then again in the late 2010s. The CDC reported modest 1% and 2% increases in abortions in 2018 and 2019, respectively, while Guttmacher reported an 8% increase in abortions over the three-year period from 2017 to 2020. For 58% of U.S. women who had induced abortions in 2019, it was the first time they had ever had one, according to the CDC. For nearly a quarter, 24%, it was their second abortion. For 11% of women, it was their third, and for 8% it was their fourth or higher. These CDC figures include data from 43 states and New York City, but not the rest of New York. Source, Abortion in the U.S., What the Data Says, Pew Research Center. Breakdown of the Reasons Women Have Abortions, United States Only. A survey of more than 2.4 million aborting women performed by the states of Florida, Louisiana, Minnesota, Nebraska, South Dakota and Utah during the years 1996 to 2020 gives us an accurate estimate of the number of hard case abortions, since these are the numbers that abortion clinics must report in official documents to these states. 1.14% are done to save the life or physical health of the mother. 1.28% to preserve the mental health of the mother. 0.39% in cases of rape or incest. 0.69% for fetal birth defects or eugenics. 3.50% for all the hard cases combined. 96.50% of all abortions are therefore performed for social or economic reasons. Two. Even the Guttmacher Institute puts the number of abortions done for the hard cases under 7% after doing several surveys of women obtaining abortions. The Guttmacher Institute was the research arm of the Planned Parenthood Federation of America, the largest chain of abortion clinics in the United States. It is considered the most reliable provider of accurate statistics on abortion. Source, Reasons Women Get Abortions, Recently Updated, Lee.org. Draw your own conclusions. Here's a few things you might want to think about. In my mother's generation before legalized abortion and artificial contraception there were few unplanned pregnancies. They would never have considered an intimate relationship before marriage. 
I'm not saying it never happened people are people regardless of the era but it was rare. Abortion was even more rare. Of course it was illegal so that would make sense. In the 50s if a young man got a young lady in a family way, as it was known then, they usually married, probably for many reasons including the shame it brought on the family and the couple. The father even felt a sense of responsibility to the child. A real man would never abandon a woman he got pregnant leaving her to care for the child herself. What stands out is that unplanned pregnancies were rare. You would think with the absence of the contraceptives we have today that wouldn't be the case. Now look at the explosion of unplanned pregnancies, unwed mothers and abortion. The conclusion I would draw is that culture has changed and not for the better. As I noted early on, planned parenthood encourages the kind of behavior that leads to these situations and that in turn keeps the abortion industry alive whether that's the intended result or not. The problem in our time is obvious isn't it? There's that one clear determining factor. Back in the day too my mother told me we had a family member who gave up her children but not because she wanted to. They lived through the Great Depression and there was no safety net for families who were struggling. Now an unwed mother typically has a partner who talks her into an abortion or abdicates his responsibility to his own child. She keeps the baby, he walks off, she gets benefits. All legalized abortion did was take the abortionist out of the back alley and gave him slash her a respectable clinic. It's a thriving business that also gets taxpayer funding and voluntary donations from abortion advocates. It's a shame that in the middle of this debate between pro-abortion and pro-life advocates an advocacy group for adoptions doesn't step up. I'm not trying to shove my religious beliefs down anyone's throat although thou shalt not kill, murder, steal or bear false witness are pretty good standards to live by. The framers were Christian and their foundational principles were Judeo-Christian. The right to an abortion is not mentioned in our constitution anywhere. We have a fundamental right to life though as stated in our founding documents. I get the argument that abortion falls under the right to privacy and that is a protected right in our constitution. However, there are some things you cannot do even in the privacy of your own home for one simple reason, they are against the law. The right to privacy protects us from an overbearing government or an unlawful action against our rights but you can't abuse that right to deal in drugs, abuse your children or assault your spouse. You can't have prostitutes and other criminals operating in your own home. The right to privacy has limits. Besides abortions are not typically performed at home and the idea that it's healthcare is a stretch. Pregnancy is a normal condition, not a disease or illness. It's not like having surgery on a vital organ. Many great men and women were adopted children given a chance at life. Among them are Babe Ruth Eleanor Roosevelt Steve Jobs Melissa Gilbert John Hancock Michael Orr Nelson Mandela Leo Tolstoy Nancy Reagan Dave Thomas Edgar Allan Poe Gerald Ford Simone Biles Source, https colon slash slash lifesong.org slash 2017 slash 11 slash 13 famous people who were adopted slash a woman who would give her child for adoption has to be commended for a selfless act of love. I can't think of a more important decision for a woman to make. You call yourself pro choice, then adoption and life have to be better choices. The left won't even consider them. They're obsessed with abortion. Some of them cone close to supporting infanticide, no restrictions. Their answer to Roe v. Wade being overturned? Violence. Seems fitting, doesn't it? Word is the leak came from Justice's John Roberts' office. 
Would anyone be surprised? On a personal note, my twin brother and I were adopted as babies. We had a terrific set of parents. God rest their souls and bless them for everything they did for us. I was pregnant and single at 21 myself. I would never have considered an abortion. Ironically, it was in 1973 and abortion was only recently legalized. He could easily have been included in the genocide that started in 73. It was always a choice between raising him myself or giving him up for adoption. I considered either a good choice I could live with. The birth of my son was one of the most unexplainable joys of my life. Once you have a child yourself you'll know exactly what that's like when your first child is born. There is a lot of support out there for women in a difficult situation. It wasn't always that way but these days there's just no good reason to terminate a life. I know with abortion being so acceptable there's a lot of pressure to take that route. It's almost like a badge of honor but after it's done and that life is gone it can't be undone. Suddenly the same people who were pro-abortion abandon you because you're not supposed to feel unhappy or have regrets. Abortion is supposed to solve your problems, not cause new ones. On a larger scale abortion has become the genocide of a whole generation. Tell me I exaggerate. Imho America has been turning more pro-life over the years. Maybe there's hope that the next generation will think twice about violence being a solution. For now the question of abortion has been turned back to the states closer to the people who can debate the question and affect abortion laws directly. I'm not sure why the left thought it was a terrible decision, they heard overturn Roe v. Wade and didn't take two seconds to think it through. Did they even bother to read the decision after it came down?